0: From Vermont Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. Today is Friday, September 14th. As the new school year gets underway, the State Board of Education is getting ready to release a plan that shows which districts will be forced to merge under the Act 46 consolidation law. But some towns aren't waiting around for that report. They're taking steps now that they hope will insulate them from state action. One of those towns is Holland. This town, look around, what do we got?
1: Farms and cows. (laughs) In the church. this school in the church. We don't have a post office. We don't have a dance hall. We don't have anything. This is what we have. And to think that um, that doesn't fall into their equation somewhere is crazy. In my eyes. Because the grandparents that come out for the Christmas play and in the dinners and, and folks just come to, to look at the kids art. That isn't learning out of a book, but we have kiddos that are, you know, 12 years old talking to somebody who's 80 telling stories about how it was 70 years ago. You know, that stuff, you can't put a monetary amount on it. I realize that, but, um, It means something. It should mean something to the state, and it doesn't.
2: Holland is this small, mostly farming community. It's on the Canadian border. To get there, I actually had to drive by customs. I was kind of worried that I was going to have to go through it. I brought my passport just in case. Um, And the superintendent joked when I got there that, you know, sometimes people take a wrong turn and end up in Canada.
0: But you made it.
2: But I made it, yes.
0: Our education reporter, Lola DeFort, has been watching this town's resistance to Act 46.
2: I mean, it's a pretty typical Northeast Kingdom town. People have really deep roots there. You know, the chairman of the school board, Lincoln Patel, he was talking about how if the school had stayed open, you know, his grandson would have been like the fourth generation and his family to go to that school. The superintendent of the North Country Supervisory Union, he went to Holland Elementary. His mother was in the audience. Wow. He used to be its principal. So people have very, very deep roots. This school is the hub. It is everything that pulls people
0: together. And I think we need it dedicate ourselves to continue to work to bring the community together in the future for the best interest of our children and our future children. uh, Whether we have a school here or not, we need to devote ourselves to maintaining a strong sense of
2: community. They held this meeting specifically to vote on whether or not to close starting next year. I was surprised by how kind of quickly it went and how muted it went. It definitely felt like People had made up their mind a long time ago. The vote was pretty overwhelming. No,
1: 21.
0: Yes, 57. So the article passes.
2: (laughs) They've decided to close their school in order to avoid a forced merger. The reason they, they did this is because Under the law, the state cannot compel two, unlike districts, two districts that have different operating structures to merge. So if they close their school, then they become not like the district they were supposed to merge with, which is Derby, and the state can't force them together. This school
0: exists because of a community. It is a community, and that is going to be the deepest loss. All right, our children will get a great education in Derby. I have no doubt about that. It's an excellent school, and I am perfectly fine about the children of this community going to Derby to get their education. But we will lose something. We will lose something incredibly important, and we will have to work hard
2: to replicate that and fill that void, to maintain a sense of community.
0: What was the tone of the conversation like in there?
2: It was sad. You know, people seemed just kind of... Sad and a little defeated, but resolved. And I heard a lot about this feeling that, you know, this was something that had been done to them by people who are far away and don't know what it's like where they are. You know, I talked to just a random community member, Don Brainerd, you know, who said, you know, this is just another bright idea for Montpelier. It doesn't fit here. Just, they're always telling us what we can and can't do. Like, Mm -hmm. roads, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta spend this money, you gotta what, just,
3: they have all these great ideas, but they don't understand that Mm -hmm. Holland, Vermont is not Chittenden County. We don't have the money, we don't have the resources, we don't
2: live like they live. Mm -hmm. And they can't treat us the same way. Right. I mean, like, a lot of stories of change that are kind of directed from Montpelier you see this this narrative of like regional acrimony right I mean people just referred often kind of in the abstract as Montpelier's this remote privileged place that didn't understand them and I think act 46 in general has been understood by a lot of people through that filter of like kind of pre-existing resentment towards the capital from the more rural areas of the state
1: education financially has gone crazy Mm -hmm. but for for our state to say it is totally small school's fault is crazy you know they mandate the hell out of us for this that and the other thing and then when you (laughs) follow their mandates you spend more money it's pretty simple in my eyes to understand that
2: and I heard the word dignity a lot. Like, we want to preserve some place. dignity, right? Like, we want to get to make our own decisions.
1: It, it, it just puts a bad taste in your mouth when, when you just, somebody comes by and says, what you think doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your voice doesn't matter. And we're going to stifle you. Right. And, and that's, uh,
0: that's not a real great feeling.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: I've heard you describe this as kind of like towns deciding to take the cyanide pill. What does that mean?
2: Well, I mean, it's a very strange development in this ongoing story of Act 46 in that so much of the opposition to Act 46 was framed around this narrative of saving small schools, right? The argument was that if small towns were forced to merge with larger towns, their schools would be shuttered. So it is interesting and kind of strange and for a lot of state officials, completely befuddling (laughs) to see these towns decide or threaten to preemptively close themselves.
0: So they voted to close their school, Mm -hmm. which will result in most of their kids going to Derby.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Act 46 did recommend a merger with Derby. What's the difference between the plan that they're putting in place now and the plan that Act 46 would force them into?
2: That is a question that a lot of state officials have been asking with some level of incredulity. People in Holland would tell you that a crucial difference is they maintain their school board, which is autonomous, and that the school building would stay within local control. Right, So the school board could say sell the, the building over to the town, you know, and think about repurposing it. And there would be a local school board that would have, have the choice potentially eventually to go to kind of a choice system or, you know, would remain this autonomous governance structure. The State Board of Education chair, the way she's put it, is if you just tuition your kids out, even if you have a school board, you know, you kind of have autonomy in name only. If you decline to sit on a consolidated board, you have no say in the actual operations of the school that you're sending your kids to. I think her quote was, you only get to write a check, right? You only just get to send tuition.
0: It seems like they're just trying to keep their options open for the future.
2: Yeah, it's something like that. And I think it's also about who gets to decide, right? That seemed to be what a lot of people said is like, we should get to decide
1: it's been so rough to tell our teachers and our staff wow well, we're gonna squeak through another year right. you know how are they supposed to feel comfortable if if somebody makes them an offer at a job and they say no to stay here right. and they're like "Well, hopefully i'll be okay <laughs> you know and so that part of it will be easier mm-hmm. kelly will be able to say hey look We had the vote, and this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. So now that they they can plan uh, what they need to do at the end of this year. Right. But there's very few good things about Mm -hmm. what happened here tonight. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope it wasn't all in vain.
2: Now the state board has the final say and gets to decide who will and won't merge. uh, They're expected to make a decision as soon as October, but the legal deadline is November 30th.
0: Obviously, the state's aware of some towns taking up some of these unusual strategies. What's their response been?
2: It seems like their response was to kind of talk to them one-on-one as they came to them with questions. And I had some questions about whether or not some of this stuff was legal and I reached out to them last week and very late they they kind of compiled a memo for me of the responses they had been sending to some superintendents and what they argued in that statement was basically that unless schools literally close their doors before the state board puts out their plan which again could come next month unless those schools close not a vote to close happens but unless those schools close the state board can consider them to still have the same operating structure and can maintain the ability to merge them anyways.
0: So they're saying this vote that happened in Holland this week might not matter to them at all.
2: It's very unclear what the vote means legally, at least in the agency's mind. Because I asked them, like, does this mean it's just completely null? Does this mean that the vote to close sticks unless they reverse it, but they can be merged anyways? which would kind of be like the worst-case scenario for Holland. And the agency didn't really have an answer for me. Hmm. So it seems like the agency, which is also kind of the staff for the state board, so they're doing quite a few jobs, but they're responding to this kind of as it's happening, and these things are developing quite quickly. And, I mean, a, a major complaint I heard from Holland was w- we we hadn't gotten this. We checked in with them in June and they didn't seem to think that there was a problem legally with this. The agency has said, you know, they didn't have a timeline when they were talking to Holland so they didn't know. But now they do. Now they do. How How will you feel if it means that you the closure vote sticks but it doesn't stop a merger?
1: Well that would obviously that that would be upsetting to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you know the just a simple way of looking at it is if it you know we um we decided to do this it's it's almost like the rules change you know you're mm. you're, you're at halftime and all of a sudden you go out back out onto the field but everything is different <laughs> the rules have changed <laughs> it's like well mm. <laughs>
2: The legal status and the implications of this vote seem quite unclear.
0: And that memo that they put out is suggesting that this is going to be legally unclear for any other districts that are considering similar strategies.
2: Yeah, it's very unclear if those votes are taken, what the implications would be. The agency's stance seems to be that at the very least, it does not preclude a forced merger.
0: What about other towns who have signaled that they don't want to close, but they also don't feel that a forced merger is justified. Where does this leave those places?
2: Well, a lot of places are now threatening to sue There are a couple kind of anti-Act 46 grassroots groups that are working together. There's the Alliance for School Boards, and then there's also Vermonters for Schools and Community, which is kind of spearheaded by Margaret McLean. Margaret McLean is a former State Board of Education member and former principal, or current education consultant, who is um, kind of a volunteer leader for the anti Act 46 coalition?
3: Many people will say the best thing about Act 46 is we've gotten to know people from all over Vermont who hold the same values about their schools and communities. And um, I felt like just because my town was okay at this point didn't mean I would bow out. It would mean I would still hang in there and help other places.
2: The groups have sent a letter to the Agency of Education and the State Board of Education formally threatening to sue and saying if forced mergers go through, we are willing to sue. My understanding from talking to Margaret is that several towns have already voted, their school boards have voted, to sue in the event of a forced merger.
3: Huntington is already done at Windham, Dunmaston, Brighton, Charleston. They've all voted already, but others are are going to be voting this week, next week, the week after, into the month of October.
0: What's their reasoning behind this lawsuit?
2: I mean, there are several kind of arguments that they're going to be making. They're going to argue that the state did not give communities a fair shake in considering alternatives to mergers. Um, and Act 46 kind of included in it a process by which um, communities could say, we can meet the goals of the law, which are you know cost efficiency and equity, better without a merger, here's how.
0: And they're saying the state kind of skipped that step.
2: Yeah, they're saying the state, by recommending forced mergers anyways, dismiss that.
3: They all have barriers to merger. So many of them have looked at merger over two or three years They've seen clearly the pros and cons of merger. And because of the barriers that they have in their situations, merger is not the best way for them to meet the goals of the law. And Act 46 and 49 outline a legitimate legal process for meeting the goals of the law in an alternative way. And that's what they chose to do. And that was a big decision. They they looked at that and they said, okay, we tried in the conventional way and it's not the best for our children and our communities so we're going to go to this extra effort to go an alternative route and it's allowed in the law so let's give it our best shot. And they worked very hard at that, and they they submitted those in good faith. And for the acting secretary to not recommend any of them for approval, she just recommended forced merger or she chose to take no action, Um, she didn't recommend any be approved by the board, was um, disappointing to these communities.
0: I have to wonder, will just the threat of legal action alone kind of stall the forced merger process like as part of the motivation here just to to put the whole process in a state of legal limbo to where they can't actually take action next school year.
2: They're not going to do anything until the state board puts out a plan. Right. So what they're hoping to do is influence the state board to encourage them to let more communities off the hook. Whether or not that will work, you know, the state board might just be like we're going to ignore this and just do what we think is best and if you want to sue, you know, bring it on. We've got lawyers. But yes, the strategy is if forced mergers are put into place by the State Board of Education, then they'll seek basically to delay it through this lawsuit, either block it or delay this.
3: I believe that after the Secretary's plan is published, communities will need to look at that and decide their next steps. They'll do that individually, but they'll work together on joint legal action. They would file a complaint and ask for an injunction, which would stop the process of implementation of the state board plan until the issues were resolved.
0: Has the state board signaled any kind of response to the threat of a lawsuit yet?
3: I've reached out to them.
2: I think the state board is mixed I think its members are kind of split in how seriously they take some of these objections. I think some members are more sympathetic to what some communities are arguing. And I think other state board members are not, you know, the chair. Krista Hewling will often kind of point to the reaction to a consolidation law from the 1800s that, like, was referred to as the Vicious Act, you know, and she'll say, like, people responded to that law in exactly these same terms, with exactly these same arguments, and I think we're happy now that there aren't 12 one-room schoolhouses in every town.
0: Was this... Kind of something the state accounted for when they were putting Act 46 together? Was this how they expected this process to go?
2: I think so. I think people expected a lot of pushback. I think this law has been controversial from the start. Actually, the state was kind of taken by surprise at the start of the law when so many school districts took them up on the offer of voluntary mergers. And they did this to snap up some tax incentives. So the law was kind of had like two parts. And the first was tax incentives for voluntary mergers. You know, it had carrots and sticks. And then it said, if you don't want to do that, you can put a proposal together. But we'll remind you that this law includes the possibility that the state board, at the end of this process, can go ahead and merge you if you don't take our carrot. This was always going to be the most contentious part of the law.
0: Is there any kind of middle ground available or is it really at a certain point the state is just going to have to override some of these local decisions like the one that was made in Holland this week?
2: I mean, the state board could technically decide to let all of these school districts off the hook for a forced merger. I doubt they'll want to, though, because I could see a lot of school districts who merged voluntarily because they thought that a forced merger was possible down the road getting really angry if there are no consequences for people who resisted the entire way. You know, the law envisions the state board having ultimately the authority to say, I don't care if you voted against this five times, we have the power to merge you, makes sense to merge you, get a consolidated board together, start talking to your neighbors. It might not be as bad as you think.
0: And we'll find out what that looks like when they put out their report? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Lola.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Lola will keep following the Act 46 merger plan this fall. You can find all of her coverage at btdigger.org. The Deeper Dig is our weekly podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Last week, I said we were taking a short hiatus, and that's still true. This will be our last episode until October. If you subscribe, you'll get our next piece as soon as it lands. We'll be back next month with more stories from the Digger newsroom. Thanks for listening.